Stories of new hunters aren't often told, but I'm here to tell you mine. This is a hunter's journey. Alrighty, everybody, welcome back to another episode of A Hunter's Journey. I'm your host, Will. I know it's been a little while since I uploaded a new episode, and I would like to apologize for that. Um, I have been busy taking finals for school and getting my work schedule all situated and everything like that. Um, So today, this week, so I figured uh, last time we talked about spring turkeys and turkey hunting, and now I figure we should talk about spring bear hunting. So I do I do have a bear tag this year. Um, so I figured why not talk about all the gear that I decided to, decided to get because I've never done um, an extensive hunt um, such like that such as required for bear, you know. Um, so I figured now would be a good time to go over, you know, what gear I have and what I'm going to use, how I'm going to use it, my plans for finding bear, and just um, some of my own, hopefully, tips and tricks that'll work. Um, Again, really the only other time I went quote-unquote bear hunting was when, you know, earlier in in April um, when there was still a bunch of snow on the ground, so but now the weather's warmed up currently it's like 86 degrees here in salt lake city so uh, it's perfect weather the snow's starting to melt everything should be out by now all the bears should be done hibernating and they should be out feeding and stuff like that so hopefully i can go out for at least one one more trip before the spring bear season is done Um, but the bear tag that i have allows me to hunt the spring bear season the summer bear season and the fall bear season as well So I get to hunt all three seasons in all different units. Um, So hopefully something, you know, hopefully I can get something. If not, the tag really isn't all that expensive. I think it was like 80-something dollars for the whole year um, for one bear. So really it's it's not all that bad. But the next step is actually just getting out and getting, you know, getting into the woods and hunting. So without further ado, we will jump right into the gear review. So I think the first thing I'm going to go over here, um, I'm going to start with the pack system I have since that's the base um, for my whole my whole thing. So I just got this pack about three months ago, I guess, early uh, January, February, somewhere in there. Um, And it is actually the Badlands, it is a Badlands backpack, Um, it is a Badlands camo backpack. It is their 2200 size pack. Uh, It's got um, a magnesium alloy frame built into the pack itself. So it's it's a hybrid pack, I guess you could say. It is not a a dedicated frame pack um, for just packing out game. And it is not a dedicated backpacking backpack either. So it's 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 got um, it's got you know um, advantages in both departments. Um, so it is a really nice pack. It's a really big pack. It can hold a lot of gear, and the frame really helps um, keep the pack uh, upright, and it doesn't slouch when all my gears in there. Um, it's super comfortable. It's actually insanely comfortable. Um, 
and it fits really well. So I highly recommend it. Um, it's got a molded memory foam back and hip straps. So like the back, the backpack straps are, they have memory foam inside them. The back part where your back actually touches the pack is memory foam and your hip straps are memory foam. So everything is memory foam. Um, it comes with handgun holsters on the sides. Um, my handgun is a little bit too large to use those. If you had maybe like a 357 Magnum or um, anything other, like if you had a revolver style handgun, it may be better. But as for my handgun, it's more Glock style. Um, it may not work, but I don't know. It just depends on the size of the handgun. I have a larger 9mm handgun. Um, so... It just doesn't quite fit. It is just barely too big. Uh, my handgun's barely too big. Um, it's got a built-in meat shelf accessory. Um, so basically there's straps all over the place where um, on the bottom you can have like a, a sleeping pad rolled up underneath there or a sitting pad all across the back. It's got three straps going across the back so you can strap meat in. Um, there's a spot, a dedicated spotting scope pocket and a dedicated, um, tripod pocket on either side. So the spotting scope is on one side, the tripod is on the other side. Um, and you've got, uh, access. So if you don't want to open your whole pack up, there is a, there is a zipper on the front of the pack, like where your back is, where the memory foam is that you can open to get stuff from inside there. So this pack is, I like this pack so far. It's got a two liter uh, reservoir to hold a camelback or something like that. And it holds my two liter camelback actually really well. <clears throat> Please excuse my voice today, by the way. Um, I have, I just have a sore throat for some reason today. Um, yeah. So uh, that about covers the pack. Um, I highly recommend it. It's got, it's got your, it's got, I guess the camo type would be like a desert forest you know it'll blend really well with sage and ponderosa pines and um you know quake and aspen and uh oh scrub oak that's what i was thinking of scrub oak um, so it'll blend really well so it's perfect for you know this desert western hunting that i'm style that i'm doing um, so moving into the pack, I'm going to go over my optics first, and then I will move on to my tripod system that I have. Um, just to, as a heads up, just at the front, everything that I have is Vortex. Um, just because I really like Vortex, it's worked out really well for me, and it just makes it easier when you're trying to um, do like a bino system and uh, a spotting scope system. So I'm going to take pictures of all of these and I'll put them up on my Instagram. You can go follow me at will underscore Phelps underscore 99. That's will underscore Phelps underscore 99. Um, so the bino pack I have, okay, that's not Vortex. All my optics and optic accessories that go on the optics are Vortex. Let me clarify. So the glass pack bino pack that I have is an FHF gear bino pack um so i found these i found this company through another hunting media outlet um meat eater if you're listening to my show you probably have heard of them 
they're actually um they were a big proponent in getting me into hunting and then my grandfather also helped pave the way for me to get into hunting in the last few years so um yeah so i heard about fhf through them and honest to god like this is the best bino pack i have ever seen it's better than Badlands, it's better than the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation ones, it's better than the Vortex ones. I mean, it, it's it's insanely, it's an insanely good bino pack, and it's super comfortable. And when you tighten it down to your body to make sure that it doesn't move anywhere, it does not move anywhere. So, I've had trouble with that in the past. Uh, the Vortex binoculars I have are the Vortex Diamondback HDs. They're the 12 by 50s. And generally, I think it's 10 by 42 or something like that. That's usually the standard option that people like to get. But I just went 12 by 50 just because I like to be able to see the detail a little bit more on my deer. Um, just, I don't know, that's just my personal preference. I, I like the magnification more. Um... And like I said, it's just a personal preference. The Diamondbacks are really clear for the price point. Like, I think I paid $400 for them because they were on sale um, at Sportsman's Warehouse. And the glass quality for the price is actually astounding. So, and then Vortex has their forever warranty um, or their lifetime, um, their VIP warranty, where, like, if you break it, or drop it and like if you break it um or it gets damaged in any way shape or form like you can send it to vortex and if they can't fix it they'll replace it for free send you a brand new unit the same unit that you have um so that's kind of why i went with vortex on most of my stuff is because you know on the off chance that it does get damaged or broken i can just send it to them and be able to get um a replacement for for free or it can get fixed for free um, so those are my binoculars. Then moving down, I do have a spotting scope or a rangefinder. I do have a spotting scope, but um, I have a rangefinder, and I went with the cheaper option um, just because I had never really used rangefinders much before, and um, yeah, I just didn't want to drop four hundred dollars on a rangefinder, but I did buy the the Vortex Impact one thousand. Um, and it's actually really nice. It's got really nice glass. I think it was only a couple hundred bucks. I think it was $200. Um, but it's got really nice glass. Um, and the, uh, the, um, oh, what's it called? Sorry, I'm having a bunch of brain farts today. <laughs> um, the, uh, oh, I just had it. Dang it. Um, like the crosshair and everything. The crosshair is colored black, so it might be a little bit harder to see um, in uh, you know low light conditions. But during the day, it's just perfect. Um, it ranges, from what I can tell, it ranges pretty accurately. Um, I have been able to use it on a couple of different occasions, um, and it seems to have ranged pretty accurately. Um, then the rangefinder pouch I have is the FHF gear rangefinder pouch along with the equipment lanyard. I think it's the three inch version. It's the smallest one, um, but that works perfectly from bringing it up to my, from my chest up to my eye. Um, and yeah, so this FHF gear stuff is phenomenal and their gear system on how they attach it to everything that they have um, is really cool. 
So I, I really, you know, I'd like to give those guys like a round of applause because they're, they're really, uh, they're really innovative, and it, it's surprising what innovation can do in terms of comfort and accessibility. So I really like this FHF gear stuff. It's pretty reasonably priced. The Bino pack is around 120 bucks. Well worth it. I looked at the price tag. I'm like, oh man, like 120 bucks. Like I'm taking a risk on buying that online without getting to see it first. And it is probably one of the best gear purchases I've ever made, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, so I highly recommend FHF gear. I also had a mix up with uh, something I'm going to talk about here in a minute. And they fixed it right away and um, were very kind about, um, they were very apologetic about the mix-up um, and about the, the error in my order. So moving on to my spotting scope, it is Vortex, if you didn't guess that already. Let's see here. It is also, excuse me, it is also another Vortex Diamondback. Um, let me see here. <sighs> I'm getting the thing right now. Um, nope, nope. Nope. Let's see, I have all my manuals. I just want to make sure I tell you the right one. Because there's a bunch of different Vortex um, spawning scopes. I have the Vortex Diamondback HD spawning scope. And it, it is the six, it is the 20 by 60, maybe a 16 by 48, nope, 20 by 60, um, 85 millimeter uh, spotting scope. Um, yeah, let's see here. I believe that's what it is. Yep. Yes, yes. I will add, I will edit all that crap out. <laughs> so, because I am taking a long time to figure out what the hell this is. Even though I know what it is, I just want to make sure I get the right specs on this. Because I hate being wrong on this kind of stuff. Because, you know, I own it. And it'd be it would look pretty bad if I don't know what gear I own. <laughs> so um, it is on a 65 millimeter lens, um, so it is a 16 by 48. Um, and I have tried this thing out extensively, and it's gorgeous. I did not know I needed a spotting scope until I bought one. I'm like, you know what? I want a spotting scope because of you know, the bear hunting permit I have is spot and stock. I can't hunt them with dogs. I can't hunt them over bait. So that's the reason why it's so cheap and I can hunt for, I can hunt many different seasons is it's all spot and stock. Um, so, I mean, I can kill a bear, um, but I cannot use any form of, of bait or dogs. So I will post a picture of this up on my Instagram as well, as long, along with all my bino. All the gear that I have today, it's going on Instagram. Um, for you guys to be able to see. Um, so yeah, that is my spotting scope, the Diamondback HD. Phenomenal unit. Um, it is the angled version. It is not the straight version. Um, I don't know that they make this in a straight 
version, but they do make straight spotting scopes. And at that point, if you're going to use a straight spotting scope, you may as well just use binos, um, in my opinion. Um, so moving on to my tripod. It is the Diamondback... Not Diamondback. God. <laughs> it is the Vortex High Country 2. It is a aluminum tripod from Vortex. Um, so again, I have all Vortex stuff, uh, mainly because of the warranty that they have along with them. Um, I love this tripod. It's an amazing tripod. It's smooth. It's lightweight. It's really nice in the pack. It fits amazing, and it stays together in one unit and is easy to use. Um, on this, they have um, their Arca Swiss plate adapter. Um, so your spotting scope should come with an Arca Swiss plate if you buy Vortex. Um, and that'll, uh, that'll fit right on the adapter that's on the, that's on the tripod when you buy it. So your spotting scope and tripod should be ready to go. For the binoculars, you will have to buy a binocular adapter stud and you'll have to buy an Arca Swiss plate adapter for the binocular stud. Overall, I think the setup costs around 60 bucks for the, for just the, uh, for just the binoculars. This tripod, I believe, was around $250 or $300, $200 maybe. Can't remember. Was, I think it was between $200 and $300. Um, not crazy, but not super cheap. Um, but again, I feel that the warranty that they have along with these products is, you know, well worth it. Because if, some, God forbid, something does happen, um, I can get it fixed. The warranty, however, does not cover losses. Um, so if you lose it, you're shit out of luck. Um, so, yeah, but this uh, High Country 2 Vortex tripod is uh, it's really nice. I like it so far. And I have hiked around with my pack on, um, and overall the weight is pretty nice. It's pretty easy to, to handle, um, but, I mean, that all depends on, you know, your physical fitness level um so that takes care of the optics um i'm going to talk about the the gun i use i use uh a weatherby vanguard rifle it is chambered in 7mm remington magnum um, and i have a vortex diamondback scope on it as well i believe it is a 10 by 50 um, let me see here. I have the instruction manual right here. My gun is, however, put away. Um, it is the Diamondback. It is a Vortex Diamondback rifle scope. Um, and let's see here. I don't think it tells me what specific one, but it's a 4 to 10. No, 4 to 12. Yeah, 4 to 12 by 10 millimeter scope, I believe. Um, so it it ranges really well um, between, you know, 50 and 300 yards. The max shot that I would probably feel comfortable taking would maybe be 250 yards. It's not going to be super long, uh, mainly because I haven't done a lot of long range shooting, but I have done 
um, up to about 250, 300 yards. Um, so yeah, it is the Vortex Diamondback um, 4 to 12 by 10 millimeter, I believe. I think that's it. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't say in the manual here. I may as well get my rifle out just because, because why not? Um, give me just a minute. So, on this, let's see here. Oh, yes, I almost forgot. I'm glad I took it out because I would have forgotten. So, it is a 4 to 12 by 40 millimeter. Um, and it's a really nice scope. I uh, really like it. It was easy to sight in by myself. Um, it's easy to use, and the glass quality is really nice, and the crosshairs work really well. So this scope allows you to change the uh, clearness of the image. It allows you to zoom in on something. It allows you to change the crosshairs so that instead of being super big when you're zoomed in, they allow it to they um, allow the crosshairs to be able to shrink down when you're making those long-range shots so that the crosshairs are not covering everything and anything inside in your sight path. Um, and then on my gun as well, I have, this is brand new, I just got it a few weeks ago. This is the FHF gear rifle sling. Um, it's not just any old rifle sling, it's got a quick adjust um, loop on it. Um, so that you can adjust the height of your of your firearm sitting on your shoulder. It's also got this cool buckle system with it. So you put these buckles on the back straps, on the backpack straps of your pack, and you're able to buckle your rifle to your pack, like to the straps on your pack, so you don't have to keep constantly picking it up off on your shoulder and moving it up higher on your shoulder. It constantly stays on the one part of your shoulder. So it constantly moves. Um, I'm sorry. It constantly stays still on your shoulder. It does not move like normal rifles do um, with regular slings. So I was really happy I got that. Um, and I've been pleased with it so far. So there's there's that. And they just came out with that. And then the rifle, the rifle ammo I use is obviously 7mm or a mag. Um, but I like to use Federal Premium. I shot, I have shot all different kinds of ammo. Um, I have shot Remington, Winchester, um, Hornady, um, Nosler, and Federal. Um, and... I have done tests while my gun has been cold, and I have done tests while my gun has been hot. I have put a bunch of rounds through this through this rifle over the last year, um, and I have determined that this Federal Premium gives me the tightest grouping and the most consistency with my shots. Um, the rifle has been on a rifle support um, bench thing. I'm not exactly sure what it's called, but you put your rifle on there when you when you sight it in. Um, and this has consistently given me great groups at 100 yards. Um, and actually this stuff has um, given me great consistency out to 200 yards as well. Um, so I highly recommend it. I use the Sierra Game King 
rifle ammo um, and it's 165 grain so this is what I'll this is what I hunt elk with and what I'm gonna hunt bear with as well um, or what I hunt bear with as well I guess what I'm going to because I've really never hunted for them before. yeah what I'm going to I guess um, so uh, yeah, so this is the stuff that I'm going to use. 165 grains should be plenty. Um, and yeah, it's got an expanded, it, it's got an expanding tip on it, so it'll melt, and it's a hollow point bullet. And I think that's what you're supposed to use here in the state of Utah. Um, don't, don't, um, don't take my word for that. Make sure you know all the regulations here. But as far as I know, regulations are that you have to, it, it's, you have to use an expandable bullet. Um, to maximize uh, damage to the organs and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, Federal Premium, 7mm mag, Sierra Game King ammo, what, uh, Weatherby Vanguard rifle, um, and yeah, Vortex Diamondback scope, Vortex Diamondback binoculars, Vortex Diamondback spotting scope, Vortex High Country 2, um, tripod. Yeah. Okay. So moving on from all that, I'm going to put this away real quick and I will get into my uh, knife setup. So, well, also I'm just going to go over what else is in my pack here. So I got extra clothes, beanies, that kind of stuff. Um, and then I also have uh, these Alaskan game bag, game bags. So the Alaskan game bag company uh, makes these nice game bags. So if you want to quarter and skin an animal, it's easy to just throw the pieces in this. These game bags, it'll keep the grass and dirt and everything off of them while you're walking through the woods packing it out. Um, those are super cheap. So no harm there. Let's see, where did I put... Um, so in addition to my uh, two-liter... Uh, camelback i have in my pack i also carry a life straw with me just in case and i also carry another water bottle full of water and then really just whatever snacks i feel like taking do what in terms of food just do whatever um you are most comfortable with and your body is most comfortable with um always carry some toilet paper with you that is a lesson i had to learn the hard way unfortunately um but it is a lesson nonetheless and hopefully i can pass it on to you guys um so my knife the knife that i'm going to use for skinning and butchering my game mainly i have to oh, come here. Come on. sorry i have to grab it out of my turkey pack here um let's see oh uh even though i'm bear hunting i also carry a bear uh can of bear spray with me and my nine millimeter just you never know you know I, you're trying to kill a bear but if you come between a sow and her cubs it's illegal to kill a sow with cubs here in the state of utah during the spring season um actually i think at all but you usually they always have cubs in the spring season never in the fall really i don't think but don't quote me on that but i always carry a can of bear spray as to not kill that sow with her cubs a, because that's just, I feel like that's just wrong. And B, I don't want to kill something if, you know, I'm not specifically going after that animal, that specific animal. 
Um, so can of bear spray. Hopefully I never have to use it. But if you pick one up, make sure you know how to use it. You don't have to use the can or anything, but just make sure you know how the little, there's a little safety lock on there. Make sure you know how to pop that off and press the button really fast if you can. But don't practice unless you absolutely want to. Um, if you want to get a couple cans of bear spray and practice it, do that at your own risk. Um, but please be careful. So I have, so going back to my knife, for the, um, for my skinning and gutting and probably meat processing knife here, um, it's going to be the Benchmade uh, Steep Country knife. Um, I haven't gotten to use this knife yet, unfortunately, but... I do have a couple other Benchmade knives that I have gotten to use in the past, whether it be for fish or for other meat, for processing meat or anything like that. Um, they're great knives. I love them. Benchmade is a well-known company, and I love their knives. So I'm not a, not afraid to say that or anything like that. Um, but yeah, the Steep Country Knife rubberized grip handle. It's a, it's a rubber handle, so if you got blood on your hands and everything, it won't slip which is good. Um, um, it's got thumb studs halfway down the blade of the knife and then at the top of the blade of the knife closest to the handle. So if you need to work, you know, you can, you can get a little more movement with your, um, with your strokes if you need to. Um, it has S30V steel, so it's pretty good steel. Um, it won't dull as quickly, um, but it also won't be as hard to get a nice sharp edge on it. And when I tell you to be careful when you get one of these things from their factory, if you order it online straight from them, you get it from the store, be careful. I did cut my pinky finger with this knife, pulling it out of the sheath, um, and it was not pleasant. Um, so just please be careful. Don't do the same thing I did. Don't be the same idiot that I was. Um, and then in terms of hearing protection, which is also important, I have these Walker ProTech earplugs, um, and they're the band that you put around your neck and then you can just pull up into your ears when you go to shoot. So it's super quick, super quiet. Um, they're comfortable around the neck, honestly, um, but they were like 15 bucks. And um, if it saves your ears, it saves your ears. So, ear protection is always a good idea. Um, keeping yourself safe is always a good idea. Oh, let's see. What am I forgetting here? Um, oh, yeah. I also like to keep a portable battery pack with me to charge my phone, just in case uh, my phone gets low. Um, I do use Onyx Maps. Uh, for all my hunting stuff and some of my fishing stuff too. I've looked up some public, see if the land around the river is public or private or what have you. Um, but yeah, I like to carry a portable battery pack. I use, it's called On. I just bought it off Amazon and it works really well. Um, I like it. Um, in terms of camo i think i went over my pants already in my turkey episode the 511 tactical pants they're brown um and then all my layering stuff i went over in the turkey episode um and
and blaze orange. You have to wear blaze orange during the bear hunt um, when you're in Utah. I think it's for most western states that have a bear season. But here in Utah, you have to wear blaze orange. So I wear a blaze orange hat. My my uh, my uh, what's it called? My glass pack for my binos. My binocular pack is actually blaze orange as well. It's a blaze orange color, and I got that just because I'm going to be using those mainly when I have to be wearing blaze orange. Um, so yeah, blaze orange. I have a blaze orange vest as well. As far as uh, the laws in Utah go, I think you just have to have it above your uh, you can have it above your waist. You don't have to have blaze orange pants or anything. Um, but I think you have to have like 140 square inches of, of blaze orange and a hat and a vest should more than do that. Also on the pack, on my backpack, I have a blaze orange um, backpack cover that comes up from a bottom compartment and clips in at the top so that if I have game or antlers on the back of my on my on my pack, you know, and I'm walking through the woods that hopefully somebody doesn't shoot me because they see antlers and they shoot because people do that. People are stupid when they get in the woods behind a gun. They get trigger happy. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I have a blaze orange thing on my on my back. So both my back and my front should be covered. Um, I believe that's it. Um, so, yeah, a little longer episode today. Um, I appreciate if you guys made it this far. I appreciate you guys listening. Again, everything uh, that I talked about today is going to be on my U or on my Instagram, not YouTube. Why am I thinking YouTube? On my Instagram. Um, so again, it's Will underscore Phelps underscore ninety nine. I'll post pictures of all this stuff on there. Um, and yeah, if you guys go check it out, give me a follow while you're over there if you want. Um, and the links. Okay, well, yeah. So, I was going to say the links for the podcast are in my bio, but you're already listening to the podcast, so you don't need the links for the podcast. So, anyway, brain fart moment. Sorry about that. Um, all the pictures of this stuff are going to be on my Instagram page. Just scroll through um, the post about this newest episode, and they should be there along with it. My turkey calls are up on there on a separate post. Um yeah, and if you guys have any suggestions for future episodes or anything like that, or if there's something specific you want to hear, shoot me a DM on Instagram or shoot me an email at a hunter's journey podcast at gmail.com. That's a hunter's journey podcast at gmail.com. Again, a hunter's journey podcast at gmail.com. It should be in the show notes. Um, so go shoot me an email if you want, uh, if you have any suggestions for me to talk about any certain things or any certain topics or if you have any co questions comments or anything you think I need to fix that I was wrong about um, please let me know I don't want to be giving out false information this is all stuff that I know off the top of my head um, but if I did happen to get something wrong with the rules and regulations in Utah please let me know I always I always want to make sure I'm doing the right thing especially when it comes to hunting and fishing like it's important that people follow the rules otherwise you know our, our rights as hunters and anglers could could be taken away, unfortunately, if, if, if people aren't following the rules right. Um, so, yeah. So thank you guys for listening to this episode. Um, until next time, remember to stay safe while you're out in the woods and to respect nature around you and your fellow hunters and anglers. Um, we will catch you on the next one.